0: You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you ready to change your life in the next 30 minutes? It's time for Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. Get your notebooks ready. He's about to go in. Five, four, three, two, one. Coach Mark. Let's go. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. This is Coach Mark, and you are listening to Power and a Half Hour. In the next 30 minutes, we're going to learn the tips, tricks, and techniques of the rich and the super successful. All right. I hope you guys are ready. We have an absolutely amazing show today. So the quote that I'm going to start today's show with is, the road to success is not straight. There's a curve called failure, a loop called confusion, speed bumps called friends, Red lights called enemies. Caution lights called family. You will have flat tires called jobs. But if you have a spare tire called determination, an engine called perseverance, a driver called willpower, you will make it to a place called success. What an absolutely amazing quote. Wow. I'm going to have to repeat that at the end of the show because that quote is just it just says so much in there. Well, the title of today's show is The Road to Success is Always, and I mean Always, Under Construction. I want to thank everyone for listening. want to remind you, if you want to go back and re-listen, you can always go to www.powerhh.com and listen not only to this show, but any of my previous shows, all right? If we're not connected on Facebook, my name on Facebook is Mark Starr, M-A-R-K-S-T-A-R-R, all right? If you're not in our Power and a Half Hour Facebook group, just uh, do a search for it and we will gladly allow you into our group. And if you had not had the opportunity to download my new book yet, you can download it for absolutely free or if you have a friend that may um, could benefit from it. Let me tell you, this is an easy, easy, easy to read book. And I guarantee you, if you read this book, you will absolutely change. If you read it and apply what you learn from what you read, it will absolutely change your life. I get Emails from people all over the world, every single I mean every week I'm getting emails from people all over the world talking about how they're applying what they've learned in the book, and their life has changed they're making way more money, double triple sometimes the amount of money that they're making. Simple, easy-to-read book. I'm not even selling you anything. I'm giving it away for free just because I want to invest in on your future, all right? So uh, you can download the book for free at www.repeataftermebook.com. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Profile number one, Katrina Lake. Now, Katrina Lake is the CEO of the online retail company Stitch Fix. Now, Stitch Fix is a personal styling service that sends individually priced clothing and accessory items to customers for a one-time styling fee. Look at the type of ideas that people are starting. All they're doing is just picking out clothes and sending it to people every single one month and building $100 million businesses. Now, which one of us couldn't do that? Now, some of us may not have no style like myself, But some of us do have a lot of style, and we could do that. A simple business like that. Now, Stitch Fix customers fill out a survey online about their style preferences, and a stylist at the company picks five items to send to the customers. In 2001, while going to school to become a doctor at Stanford, Katrina lost interest in the medical field and began working at a consulting firm. Now, at the firm, she advised restaurants and retailers While working with these companies, she was able to see how brick and mortar businesses were unable to use data to understand their customers. She decided to go to business school, hoping to soon take advantage of this insight. Katrina realized that male programmers and engineers had brought technology to poker, little league baseball, and price comparison shopping engines for electronics, but very little innovation and technology to traditional female-related websites and hobbies. Now, while at Harvard Business School, Katrina came up with a few business concepts to pursue after graduation. Katrina got the idea for Stitch Fix when she began thinking about the bad shopping experiences she was having. Now, around the same time, Chicago-based Trunk Club had raised funding for an online service that connected men to personal stylists with the idea that men hated to shop, yes we do, but still wanted to look good, yes we do. Now the service sent customers hand-picked clothes and they kept what they liked and returned what they didn't. Now there was nothing like it for women. Now, while still at business school, Katrina joined with a friend to create a company that was initially known as Rack Habit. Now, the two would sign up their friends in the Boston area and gather their style preferences using online survey forms and would keep track of everything in Microsoft Excel. They didn't have no big fancy equipment. They had Microsoft Excel. Now, in the beginning, they had no money to start the business, so they would constantly max out a credit card that Katrina had that had a $6,000 limit. Now, because they were buying the clothes at retail prices, the company wasn't making any money, but it was growing at a very fast pace. In 2011, they were able to raise $750,000 in seed funding as venture capitalists were looking for a woman version of Trunk Club. The company would move to California and change its name. Within the next year, Stitch Fix outgrew its office in San Francisco and was able to hire walmart.com COO. Now as the company grew, Katrina needed more funding to make payroll. She was turned down by 20 venture firms. Fortunately, she was able to get $2 million in funding so she could make payroll and continue building her company. Katrina's company has, vent- has continued to flourish as they have been able to raise more than $25 million in mid-2014, which valued the company at around $300 million. Another investor valued the company at $730 million. Now, with this valuation, Katrina has a net worth somewhere between $50 and $120 million. Now, last year, Stitch Fix brought in $250 million of revenue, and that number is predicted to jump by 50% this year. What is she doing? All she's doing is sending out clothes to people. You pay her every single month this fee, and she sends you clothes every single month. And you pick what you like and send back what you don't. And she has built a company that's worth a couple hundred million dollars by this just this simple idea. Now I know every single person listening has some phenomenal ideas, probably better than this one. Why haven't we gotten started yet? What are we waiting on? Profile number 2. Steve Harvey. Now Steve was born in West Virginia and would later grow up in Cleveland, Ohio. Now after he dropped out of college, Steve would go on to work as an auto worker A carpet cleaner, a mailman, a boxer, and an insurance salesman. At the age of 28, while working as an insurance salesman, Steve decided to try stand-up comedy for the first time in 1985. Now, at that time, Steve had never heard of a comedy club. He just knew that he had the ability to make people laugh. In his first time in a comedy club, Steve won the $50 first place prize and then decided to quit his job the next day. What a bold move. Now, at the time, Steve was married and had two very young twin daughters. His wife at the time did not agree with his decision. I bet she didn't. But Steve felt that he had to take a chance. In his first year as a comedian, he made a whopping $3,000. Now, Steve and his wife would separate. I bet they did. And his relationship with his daughters would fall apart. Steve would send 75% of the little money that he made to his wife to help support his kids and would only have $50 per week to live off so he couldn't afford an apartment. Occasionally, the comedy clubs that hired him would put him up for a night in a hotel. If he didn't have any gigs, he would have to go to the bathroom in the woods and shower at rest stops as he lived out of his car for three years, keeping what little food he could scrape up in a cooler on his back seat. Yes, Steve Harvey that we see on TV every day lived out of his car for three years, chasing his dream. A lot of time we see these people on TV They say, how did they get on TV? Who gave them a break? They didn't deserve it, but we don't know their story. We don't know that these people that this guy lived in his car for three years. Right now, Steve said that there were many times that he almost gave up and specifically remembers one night while attempting to wash up at a hotel restroom one night between gigs. He found himself stuck hiding in a stall for hours waiting to rinse the soap off of his body in the sink. Steve says that people kept coming in. So he had to just wait. That situation made Steve want to quit as he just stood in the stall crying. But he recalls a voice saying to him, if you keep going, I'm going to take you places that you've never been. He felt that God was telling him not to quit because he was almost there. Now, shortly after Steve got the call to perform at the Apollo, Steve eventually became the host of It's Showtime at the Apollo. His success as a stand-up comedian led to a starring role on the ABC show Me and the Boys in 1994. In 1996, Steve would get his own show on the WB network, The Steve Harvey Show, which ran from 1996 to 2002. Steve would also land a spot in the original Kings of Comedy tour alongside D.L. Hughley, Cedric the Entertainer, and Bernie Mac. Now, after the success of the original Kings of Comedy, Steve would go on to co-star in several movies, TV shows, and release several books, and even releasing an R&B and hip-hop CD on his own record label. Steve Harvey currently has his own weekday morning syndicated radio show, as well as his own TV talk show called Steve Harvey. Now, Steve also hosts Family Feud. Steve's book, Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man, was turned into a movie in 2012. Steve has also won three Daytime Emmy Awards as well as 13 NAACP Image Awards. Steve, who was at one time homeless for three years, living out of his car while chasing his dreams, is now worth over $100 million. Yes, I said it, $100 million. This man was homeless. Homeless. Right? And now he's worth $100 million. Now, there's so much that we can learn from Steve Harvey. So let's look at Steve Harvey's 10 rules of success. Number one, find your gift. Steve says that your gift is the thing that you do the absolute best with the least amount of effort. Once you identify your gift, that's just the beginning of it. There's a lot of work you still have to do after you identify your gift. You can have a gift, but if you're not working towards it, then it's nothing, So many people I know have phenomenal gifts, but they don't do any work towards it. You're wasting your gift. You got to put in work on your gift. Even though you have a gift, you still have to put work in. Number two, embrace failure. Steve says that failure means that you have now learned another valuable lesson that will push you one step closer to success. Steve says that failure is not the end all. You can't allow failure to define you. We've heard this so many times. Every single week we hear this. Failure is that bend in the road. Success is not a straight line. You have to be able to handle the curves. Now let me ask you something. All these people that we profile every week – doesn't it seem like they all say the same thing? You know why? Because they all do say the same thing. There isn't all these secrets to success and whatnot, right? All these hidden ways to get, become successful. These people say the same thing every single week. I repeat the same things every single week. All you got to do is follow these same things every single week long enough and you will get to success. But you can't be in it one week and then next week you're off somewhere else. You can't be working on your goals this week and then then for the next three weeks you're not doing anything. You got to work hard at it every single week. Number three, not even every single week, every single day you got to put in some work towards it every single day. Number three, you have to push through the dirt. Now, Steve said that he is a seed, but a seed has to be planted. A seed has to have dirt put on top of it. He says that if you just take a seed and throw it on the concrete, the sun will burn it up. Even though it doesn't make sense that a seed will only grow when it's thrown in a hole with dirt thrown on top of it, the dirt is necessary. The dirt is necessary. The dirt is is necessary for the growth of the seed. Dirt builds character. Dirt gives you the push-through factor, and dirt makes you come up with it. Dirt makes you come with it, even when you feel like giving up. Now, Steve looks at the dirt as soil with nutrients. All of the nutrients that are thrown at us will ultimately help us to grow. If you want to be successful, you have to prove yourself and push through the dirt number four multiply your effort now C says that in order to become a millionaire all you need to start with is a ten dollar idea you don't need a million dollar idea you don't need a billion dollar idea all you need is a ten dollar idea every single one of us can come up with a great idea a great ten dollar idea you need to find the best thing that you can do to make ten dollars Once you do that, multiply your efforts by 10 and now you have $100. If you go in and multiply your efforts again by 10, you will now have $1,000. If you continue the pattern again and multiply your efforts again by 10, you will now have $10,000. Why stop now? Go ahead and multiply it by 10 again and you will have $100,000. At this stage, you can quit. But why quit? Go ahead and get some help. And use your help to multiply your efforts again by 10, and now you're in the Millionaires Club. That's your plan to get to the Millionaires Club. You don't need a million dollar idea, you just need a $10 idea and be willing to put some work in. Put on your overalls, put on your gloves, and get to work. Number five, surround yourself with like minded people. Steve says that on your road to success, it will feel as though you are pulling a wagon. On your wagon will be all the people that surround you. It is now your job to make sure that everyone on your wagon is doing something to make sure that the wagon is moving forward. You can't allow people to get on your wagon and get comfortable and stop working. No freeloaders. No free rides. Don't allow people to just get a free ride on your wagon. If you don't shed your wagon of this dead weight, your journey pulling your wagon will be agonizing. Get rid of all the dead weight off your wagon. You can still be my friend, but you can't ride with me. If You're not going to help push this wagon. You got to get off. Number six, manage your strengths. Find and work with people who have strengths in areas where you are weak. Find them and partner with them because remember, your main focus is to get to the goal and no one gets there by themselves. You have to know what your strengths are and not allow anyone to talk you out of them. At the same time, continue to develop your weaknesses. Number seven, balance between flexibility and focus. To reach your goal, you must have tunnel vision. You have to put blinders on so you can only see your goal and have laser beam focus. C says that the road to success is always under construction, so you're going to have to have some flexibility. There will be detours, pitfalls, stop signs, delays, and men working, and all of that has to be expected. Number eight, jump. In order to be happy, you're going to have to take a leap of faith. You're going to have to jump. Just understand that when you jump, the parachute won't open right away. (laughs) Let me repeat that. When you jump, the parachute won't open right away. It'll open after a while, but it will never open if you don't jump. You can play it safe and stand on the cliff and watch everyone else soar, but until you jump, You will never have the life that you were destined to have. You have to have faith. You have to have faith. That's the only way it's going to work. It would have never have worked for him if he didn't have faith. Right? Now, he made a huge jump. He sacrificed his job, his livelihood, his family. Right? But he wouldn't be the man who he is today if he didn't do all of that. You got to have faith. You have to be able to jump. Number nine, dream big. Now, when asked how to overcome fears and doubts, Steve says that fears and doubts are going to be a part of it. And everything that he has done, he has had to overcome his fear. Steve says that the best way for him to overcome his fear is for his dreams to be bigger than his fears. He aims for things that are so great They are much bigger than the fear. You have to ask yourself, would it be better to never go after your dream or just face the fear? That's a question that only you can answer. And number 10, there is no self-made man. Unless you work with others, you will work twice as hard to get half as much. There's nothing wrong with asking others for what you want. Not necessarily money. A lot of times advice. A lot of times advice is more important than the money. Now, success is the accomplishment of a goal or purpose. This road will be paved with sacrifices and determination. Along this road, you will face many stumbling blocks, twists, and turns. Usually, when you're on this road, you never know how far the road will take you. It may be years away or it may be around the corner. Your journey along this road will be determined by number one. I just said it, faith. You have to believe that you can accomplish whatever it is you are attempting to accomplish. If you don't have faith, you won't take any risk. You won't take any steps towards accomplishing your goal. You will just stay at the starting line once the race has started. You can never get to the finish line if you don't leave the starting line. You got to have that faith to get off the starting line. Number two, hard work. You can wish for all that you want, but if you don't put any work in towards the attainment of your goal, you won't accomplish a thing. You can't expect to eat if you don't plant any seed. The bigger your goal, the harder you must work, but the better your reward. Number three, courage. Stepping out on faith and working hard on your vision when you can't immediately see the results of your work takes a lot of courage. No one said that taking risk would be easy. If it was easy, then it wouldn't be a risk. Let me repeat that. If it was easy, it wouldn't be a risk. It takes courage to move out of your comfort zone. It takes courage to attempt to do something knowing that you may fail. It takes courage to take risk that you may be laughed at by everyone. But you must have courage if you expect to attain success. Number four persistence. Persistence is the ability to keep moving forward on a consistent basis. Persistence is the decision to not, not give up. When you are persistent, it means that you're going to work towards your vision every day, whether you feel like it or not. Not just on the days that it's convenient. Not just on the days when you feel good. Every day, every day, every day. Now, successful people don't just put in work when it's convenient. They work every day. If you work towards your goal every day after a year, you'll be 365 steps closer to accomplishing your goal. If you do nothing, you'll be 365 steps further away. Now, along the way, you will face fear, unfairness, obstacles, doubt, and setbacks. But if you keep moving, you will get to your destination. Now, here are five principles that will help you to get past all the construction on the road to success. Number one, follow your talents. Although it helps when you're passionate about your pursuits, passion without talent is like a car without a full tank of gas. It won't get you as far as you want to go and you will likely run out of gas on the journey. Number two, focus your goal. Even though we all have a lot, of different interests and tons of different ideas. No one can be the best at everything. Remember that a jack of all trades is what? Usually a master at none. A jack of all trades is a master of none. I know a lot of people that are good are okay at a bunch of different things, but they've never ever mastered just one thing. Remember, Bruce Lee has a quote that says something like, he's not afraid of the guy that knows 10,000 different kicks. He's afraid of the guy that just knows one kick that has mastered that kick, that has done that one kick 10,000 times. That's the guy who he's afraid of. Not the guy that can do a bunch of different things, right? But the guy that just knows that one kick, that one punch, and has done it so many times has mastered that. That's what you want to become. You want to become a master of one thing, not a jack of all trades, not someone that can do a million different things. Number three, limit your options. When you limit your options, you go all in and force yourself to give your entire attention to achieving your goal. Making a commitment to one path or goal will lead you to try harder and you will be more successful in your efforts. Number four, work towards meaningful goals. Most people become so obsessed with efficiency that they work towards goals that are meaningless or unimportant. Effectiveness effectiveness, effectiveness, on the other hand, is not about getting as much done as possible in a limited amount of time. Rather, it's about getting things accomplished that matter, getting the things accomplished that's gonna bring you closer towards your goal. And number five, never give up. Most successful people were also huge failures at one point in their lives. They were able to transition from failure to success by continuing to put in work and never giving up. Success comes from hard work, resilience, and determination. No one, and I mean no one, gets it for free. All right. All right. Well, that's all that we have for today's show. I hope you guys got some great jewels from it. All right. Not only, I I don't want you guys to only listen to the show itself and the information, but I want you to listen, write notes, and then apply what you learn. You only take your life to the next level by applying. What you learn, all right? Want to remind you, if you want to go back and re-listen to this show or any of the other previous shows, you can go to www.powerhh.com. Now, I know you got three friends. You got at least three friends that could have benefited from listening to the information that we talked about today. Make sure you share this with them. Tell them about the radio station that you're listening to it on, or they can go if they don't live in your city or town or don't have access to the show at the time that it's being broadcast. They can go to the website www.powerhh.com and they can listen to not only this episode but any of the previous episodes. All right. Uh, the quote that we're going to end today's show with is Success is not measured by what you accomplish, but by the opposition you have encountered and the courage with which you have maintained the struggle against overwhelming odds. And that's from Orson Sweat Martin. And I want to go back. And repeat the, the quote that we started the show off with. Because it was so powerful. And I know you guys want to hear it again. And for those of you that missed it, pay attention to this. All right? The road to success is not straight. There's a curve called failure. A loop called confusion. Speed bumps called friends. Red lights called enemies. Caution lights called family. You will have flat tires called jobs. But if you have a spare tire called determination and an engine called perseverance, a driver called willpower, you will make it to a place called success. All right? What an amazing quote. Thank you much, and until next show. Thanks for listening to Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. To listen or re-listen, go to powerinahalfhour.com. Follow Coach Mark on Instagram and Twitter at Coach Mark Speaks. Find Coach Mark on Facebook by searching for Mark Star. Like our Facebook fan page, Power in a Half Hour, and join our Power in a Half Hour Facebook group. See you next week. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network.